Welcome back, everybody. My name is Martin Foster, and you're listening to the 690 Second Podcast, aka the first ever vodcast for the 690 Second, I guess, right? Yeah, first first time. First time for everything. With me as a guest is the 690 Second Group Superintendent. We're going to talk about whatever's on his mind and also maybe Tiger King. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, okay. I wish I would have prepared better. I would have, you know, rewatched, you know, what has become legend. Yeah. Um, the one and only Tiger King. Yeah. Not to be confused with Colonel Molden. Shout out to B-Rock. Hey, Chief, what's on your mind? I was sitting at home, like so many people out there. I was, you know, practicing safe measures and I was on a 14-day kind of self-quarantine. In light of, you know, my 14 days where I got to spend more time with my family than I had anticipated, I realized there was a lot of information that was flowing and being shared about, you know, our current situation when it comes to to COVID-19. And so I thought, you know, hey, what better way than to connect with people that I wouldn't normally have the opportunity to connect with, especially under these constrained environments, than to do, you know, a podcast. And then, you know, fortunately, timing is everything. I happened to go over to our art, shout out to the art team. Sergeant Whitehouse had his video equipment there and I said, hey, why don't we just, you know, combine efforts to, yeah. you know, podcast combined with, you know, we can videotape it, put it on your Facebook page. Maybe it turns into a Facebook Live just so we can use this forum to share information because I know as more and more of our airmen and their families are going to be confined to their homes or their their living space, they're going to be thirsty for information, right? It's just so much to cut through and hopefully I can give a few tidbits of kind of what's been flowing from the Air Force perspective, you know, because I am privy to information that maybe doesn't necessarily trickle down to everyone. My hope is that this medium will be a perfect way to continue to ensure people are informed. We can help mitigate the amount of stress that's out there. Also, to generate any kind of Q&A questions, you know, maybe, you know, there are people out there that have these questions, but maybe don't feel yet compelled to ask a supervisor, ask somebody in their leadership chain, you know, something that they may think is a silly question. But my goal is to, to, to help open up the floodgates when it comes to how we're communicating with one another. So it shouldn't just be about leadership pushing down, hey, this is the current directive. We're in health pecan Charlie. Right. And that means you can't do this. You can't do that. Now there's restricted hours at the commissary, whatever it is. Right. So hopefully I, I can accomplish some of that here this morning. So maybe this is something we could do on a weekly basis or every two weeks, and we can try to get for everyone listening or watching to send questions ahead of time. And then that stuff we can start asking. This is something we can definitely maximize. All right, Chief, there's a lot of lot of information, a lot of different things out there right now. I get the sense just a lot of people, they're not sure like what to do. So what's something at a basic level, what, what's something a flight chief, a flight commander, and a first-line supervisor can do during this time? So that's a great question. I actually wrote down some notes so I didn't forget key things that I wanted to communicate uh, while we were talking this morning. I would say to all of those individuals that are in leadership positions that, you know, as much as I've had an opportunity to talk to our wing leadership, Chief Walker, we are stressing the importance of our frontline supervisors because I believe, I truly believe that they're going to help us lead through this situation, you know, to the best of our ability. Because at the flight chief level, at the flight commander level, we rely on our supervisors to be engaged, to stay connected with the people that they are responsible for for leading. You know, my first call would be to supervisors to 
pull up your bootstraps. Now is the time, you know, if you are in a position to where you are now have the opportunity to telework. My guess is that you will have the ability now more so than ever, you know, if you were bogged down by work and maybe you didn't have the time or the bandwidth to engage with some of the people that you're supervising as much as you would like, that take that time now. Now is where it counts, right? We can't we can't worry about, you know, our shortcomings in the past. You know, it's all about stepping up right now because there's a lot that can be done. And so, you know, as we like to use the word emotional intelligence or the, the concepts of emotional intelligence and, you know, the word empathize with one another, empathize with the people that may be in, you know, unique living situations, you know, whether it's somebody in the dorm, because what we have to do, you know, I live in a house. I have a lot of room. I don't have a lot of kids. And so what I don't want to do is fall into the pitfall of assuming that everybody is in the same situation I am to where when I go home, you know, I can just retreat to another room if I need some some quiet space or, you know, I can go to my backyard or whatever the case is. You know, I can walk around the block. We have a lot of our airmen that live in unique dorm situations. And as you know, many of our dorm buildings aren't created equal. Yeah. So you have some that have, you know, a nicer situation than others. You have some that may, you know, have maintenance challenges, some that may, you know, there's a whole litany of things that one could be dealing with and could be stressing about. And going back to the importance of our supervisors, it's going to be incumbent upon our supervisors to stay connected, stay engaged, because what we're seeing is as more and more people are coming down with flu-like symptoms and cold symptoms and, you know, the worry sets in, there's a lot of questions that are arising because, you know, as you know, we have certain protocols to isolate people and put people in different living quarters so we can keep eyes on them to ensure that they don't get to a place health-wise to where, you know, they need to be tested for COVID-19 and then we have to do the contact tracing and all that kind of stuff. So with all that being said, you know, that leads me to believe there's just going to be a lot more questions flowing and a lot more people trying to either find information on their own and just figure it out by themselves. But my hope is that supervisors and leadership is on a routine basis, not just at the beginning of this, like calling, hey, you good, but on a routine basis, reaching out, ensuring that our airmen are good to go that questions are being asked, questions are being answered. Also, you know, I don't want supervisors to feel like there's any kind of trepidation when it comes to, hey, if I call somebody and they come with a scenario that I maybe might not know how to deal with or know what the answer is, because, you know, we have people that were supposed to PCS, for example. Yeah. A lot of people that are in PCS situations, there's a lot of questions about that. We have several members that are supposed to deploy. There's a lot of questions about what their status is. Hey, what happens now? Some people that were already so far down the road when it comes to their PCS where they had their stuff picked up, you know, what is, where does this leave me? You know, my stuff is gone, but now, you know, I was supposed to move out and get on a plane like next week. What ha- so there's a lot of, I could go on for hours and talk about the many scenarios that could be challenging for a supervisor to have to deal with on top of if they're dealing with situations personally, right? Yeah. So that's just one aspect to it. Another thing is, you know, I had the unique opportunity to talk to an airman that came up to my workspace for something unrelated, but, you know, I happen to know she was from the New York area, right? you know, so it just popped in my mind to ask her, hey, how are you, how is your family doing? How are your friends doing? And, you know, to no surprise, obviously she knows many people that have been impacted directly by COVID-19, right? So, uh, you know, another message to our supervisor and to our leadership is that, 
don't just focus on the immediate impacts of this thing, what's currently and locally happening on base, around base, around the island as a one-stop shop for a potential stressor to what a lot of our personnel might be dealing with. Because it could, you know, once you start to peel back the onion, it could be even greater. Because as you know, most of us aren't from Hawaii. Most of us come from somewhere in the mainland. And so I would venture to say that since we are such a large organization, that there's probably a a good number of our personnel who at least have somebody, whether it's on the health side that has been impacted by COVID or on the financial side that may be stressing about, hey, what is what does my future look like? Because I am no longer able to, you know, meet you know, my, the demands of, of my bills and, you know, I, I don't know how I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And now maybe our military members are being put in unique situations to where they are going to want to help, you know, their families and, you know, then putting stress on you. So you get it right. So we can go on and on. I think the most important thing to communicate again, and just a foot stomp it is that supervisors and leadership has to stay engaged. Don't rely just on, you know, a lot of these, social media applications that are out there like Zoom and Skype. And now, uh, at least within our group, we're using WebEx, but it's okay to pick up the phone, right? You know, I think that warm, you know, soft, very white baritone voice on the other other end of a phone could be great, right? That could be bring so much comfort to somebody that may have not talked to anybody in a while, right? Because generationally speaking, a lot of our young folks just rely on chat. They're talking through other ways, other means besides, you know, using those verbal communications. So again, you know, this is not to really outline every single issue, every challenge that, you know, our airmen are facing. But, you know, there is an opportunity, I believe, for our leadership to be more engaged than they ever have before. And now is the time, right? It's not about what you were not able to do in the past, but now is the time to, to really step up and, and help us through this because Chief Trish can't call everybody. Yeah. So, Chief, you talked about staying engaged and asking, you know, asking people those detailed questions. As you know, just a lot of people in Intel in general, they're kind of shy. They're not always the most outgoing. They're not really sure how to always communicate or what specifically to ask. So what's kind of like for a brand new supervisor or a flight chief that's not really sure how to, you know, they're awesome at their job, but they're not really sure how to talk to people or they don't know someone on their flight that well because it's new to flight. But what's a specific question if, if a flight chief, if Chief Trish, a flight chief or staff sergeant Trish, like, what's a specific question you can call and just ask your airmen or even some of your peers over the phone? So I would say my style, right, the way I like to get down is I won't come right out with, you know, a hard, tough question, right? You know, I definitely want to establish some type of rapport. For me, having come in off a two-week stint, you know, I immediately launch into Netflix things that I've watched like Tiger King, right? Hey, have you watched Tiger King? What's and Tiger see what kind of, so <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Dude, we'll no, get to right. that we'll in a bit. We'll Tiger get to King. that in a bit. I think it's very important to just, you could start very benign and ask, you know, how's your day going? How are things in the home? How is How are things in your dorm? How are things, if you live in base housing, how are things in base housing? You know, so I've been taking advantage of running a lot more than, than I had in the past. And for most of us, you notice that there has been, you know, an, an uptick in the amount of people that are out on the streets right now with their families, which is great, running or riding bikes and doing all these things, right? So, so that could be a way in, just, just trying to compare notes about living situations to see, hey, this is what I'm experiencing where I'm at and hey, how's things in the dorms? Because 
none of for the majority of our senior leaders we don't live in the dorms, right? right? And most of us aren't taking trips over to the dorms, especially in an environment like this. So tell me what it's like for you now. And then you can start to go down the lanes of asking a little bit more tougher questions. Because I would venture to say that the more that somebody feels comfortable just talking about, it could be apple pie. I had apple pie for dessert last night. And then, you know, five more minutes of conversation could lead into, you know, to be honest, supervisor or chief or whatever, you know, I just got off the phone with my grandma last week and I'm really concerned because where she was in a great position last week, I feel like after watching the news, I'm, I'm a little bit more worried about, you know, what could happen in the weeks to come. Right. So it, it's kind of an old Jedi mind trick that I try to use. So, you know, it, it's you really have to, you know, just not give up. Because when it comes to that small talk, that's really what's going to take you further. So even if you're not able to peel somebody and and get them comfortable with sharing a little bit more than they have in the past, you just got to stick with it. You just got to be persistent and, you know, keep trying. And eventually my, my, my guess is that they will start to share a little bit more with you, especially in, under isolated circumstances, right? People tend to be a little bit more talkative when yeah. they go months without talking to another human being. Not to say nobody, people are going months without talking to other human beings, but also, you know, I will throw out there, you know, the importance of, you know, just trying to ask about family, right? Because a lot of us do have families here on island. I would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, because our families are going to have an impact on, on, on us, right? And what we're going through as military members and how we are, how we are internalizing what is happening in the environment around us. It's not the same way that our military families may not see the situation through our eyes. They have a whole different worldview on, you know, some of the restrictions that are coming down. And, and you know, now you're social distancing at the commissary. I went to the commissary the other day. You know, I waited in line outside, you know, which is which is new, right? Yeah. Right. So all these different things that are having an impact on my happiness, you know, on my motivation and my mental well-being. Right. Because, you know, it's all creating stress, more stress than I had before. And so I got to believe that our military families are experiencing that maybe at an even more heightened level. So as supervisors, definitely ask about families, definitely ask about those folks who have kids. Right. Because now, you know, I, I have a daughter, school age, and she's now doing online schooling which was a challenge when she started that this week. So it's a whole lot of opportunities for you to get familiar with what's happening in your peers and your any of your subordinates that you're leading, what's happening in their lives currently. That's good stuff, Chief. I want to segue to just kind of some lighter topics for a moment, and we'll kind of dive back into a little bit more serious stuff. But I want to put this out there. All right. You've turned me down in the past or shot down some ideas I had in the past when I said Colonel Mac should start his own podcast and call it Talking Smack with Mac, where he just all he does is talk trash. Well, that's all that's all he does. Yeah. So and I had an idea for another podcast with you, a gossip one where we call it Trish the Dish, which you seem like you're kind of on board with where we can just talk about gossip. I think <laughs> I, I got a better title. We should call it Hot Goss. Hot Goss. I like it. Hot Goss. Hot goss. I like it. And you got to say it like that. Like Hot Goss. Hot Goss. Yeah. I have an idea for the 324th for Colonel Molden and Chief Bjorkholm. Hear me out, please. We can call it the 324th Tiger Kings. And it could be just a reality show. You know, we could put Colonel Molden and just have him wear like he talked about yesterday. He had a, a mullet back in high school or something so maybe he can just recreate that mullet what do you think how do you think I that, think would, that would be beautiful i think that that would be beautiful the king of smack talk colonel mac 
try to admit that he wasn't into the show. Yeah. But I could see the twinkle in his eye and the the hair standing up on the back of his neck when we started to talk about examples from the show. He 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 almost got a little bit red from excitement because I could tell he had watched multiple episodes and multiple times, probably rewatched yeah. the show four or five times and it's probably watching right now. So definitely I, I can see this turning into a theme in the group with our own Tiger King, Colonel Molden leading the charge. And I guess you would equate Chief Yorkham to the other lady who had her husband fed to the tigers. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. She seems like she likes cats. So I think it was perfect that she became the superintendent of uh, the Tiger Squadron. She seems like she's into cats. Like, But I, I could be wrong. I could what be character wrong. would Sergeant Jackson play? Well, who would she be? If they were to cast the three, uh, 324th leadership into roles from the Tiger King, which character would Sergeant Jackson? She be? seems like the, the the cat that's got the, the not the cat, the the guy that's missing the two legs. He seems like <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like he was the uh, the most you know when it came to like what was going on. You know, he wasn't on drugs or anything like that. He was like very directive, and he was making sure the zoo was running as it should be. You know, even with all all the craziness going on. What about Kearney? Kearney, oh, that's uh. You know, the young lady who had her arm not off. Oof. Yeah, that's Kearney. It's perfect. That's Kearney. Yeah, perfect. Loyal to no end. He was born for that role. He was born for that role. Yeah. You know, that's just a little nub, you know, but still loyal. I got my arm not off by a tiger, but I still I still support, you know, Tiger King. You know, still my guy. So that's <laughs> Kearney. That's, that's Jake Kearney. Chief, I want to just kind of go back to uh, some more serious topics, but... Yesterday, you and I were talking, and I just wanted to throw this out there. There's a lot of serious things going on right now. People are stressed. You know, there are lots on their mind. They're dealing with a lot of new emotions, feelings, all that. What's something that What's something that you're celebrating right now, or what's just something in general that people could kind of take their mind off and celebrate as a as a whole? I think that I have grown to appreciate all the little things that happen in my household while I am away at work. Right. So not that I don't help out with the chores, but my wife made it a point to say that I've been killing it at the house with the chores, you know, keeping things clean. How did she say to you? Did she, she, she doesn't call like, you too, just no, call you she like, she, 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 she's like Warren, Warren no, G. She's like, hey, boo, yeah. hey, boo, you know, you've been, you've been killing it. Is that you've hot been, gas? You've been doing that. That's hot gas. Yeah. I said, what, girl? She yeah. was like, yeah, you, you, you doing your thing. You're doing your thing. So I would say that just the amount of time that I've got to spend during the Monday through Friday where I'm normally at work and just to have more time to spend with my daughter and, you know, us connecting. I think going out and seeing families, walking around, because that's not something that I had seen before, you know, people taking advantage of the outdoors, especially when most kids are glued to their gaming consoles and, you know, they'd rather stay inside than go outside. And so you're seeing a lot more families come together, which I think is a, is a positive. It kind of is, is terrible that we have to do this under this circumstance, but in the end, I think, you know, as family units go, I think this is really going to help solidify the importance of familyness when it comes to, you know, keeping one another sane, you know, regarding the type of mission that a lot of our airmen are responsible for. So it can be, as you know, very stressful. At the end of the day, all you have to 
have is rely on your family, right? If if you have a family immediately here, but even if you don't, even if you're a single airman, you know, we, you have your Air Force family, right? So that's the importance of connectedness. So I think, you know, there's been a lot of creative things that have come out, come out of this situation. You know, I, I know that the airman development flight are using Zoom to, to connect. I know in the 324, if they're using other applications like Mattermost to try to maximize their ability to reach out to folks. And there's been a lot of creative ideas that have come out of the situation. So one being, you know, here pretty soon, we're going to be launching the Commander's Cup Challenge via the Airman Resiliency Team, which is amazing. I got a chance to kind of jump on the website that they created and, and run through it. So basically what it is, it, it's going to be a all-encompassing, when we talk about our calf pillars, it's going to be an all-encompassing kind of of competition to a degree to where you can go into this website and you can log your activity. And so when we think about CAF, we're thinking about our physical pillar, our spiritual pillar, our mental health pillar. So I think the art team has done an excellent job of providing a venue for people to capture just like I said earlier, as more and more people are starting to decide that they want to be marathon runners, right? Clogging up the streets so the chief can't get his run in. Um, but they can, they can tally those points. But then they're taking it a step further. They're incorporating nutrition into it. So, hey, did you eat a healthy snack today? You can tally a point. Maybe you have a special recipe. I don't know. You look like maybe you eat chocolate-covered pumpkin seeds. Maybe that's a thing where you're from and you could share your chocolate... <laughs> covered pumpkin seed recipe with the rest of us in the group and and put it on the website. Also, same thing on the spiritual health side. You know, if you're engaging in, in various activities when it comes to spiritual health, I know Chaplain Edison and Sergeant Whitehouse are going to be coming out with uh, some short video clips on how to enhance your spiritual health under these stressful times. So watching something like that, engaging, right? Or if maybe you're following some of the virtual options that they have. If you're not able to go to church, right, you can log that. And also on the mental health side, right, there's a lot of information that we've been pushing out when it comes to professional development and just enhancing your mind, right? You may not be able to go to the gym and maybe you're doing other forms of exercise. Why not factor in exercising one of the biggest muscles that you have in your body, which is your mind, right? And so there'll be opportunities for you to, to tally your scores. And then uh, at the end of, of the competition, which is going to last until June, we'll see what squadron, you know, emerge, emerges as the, the calf kings, you know, maybe we won't call it, maybe the tiger calf kings. I don't know. We'll come up with some marketing thing to tie onto that, but it'll be great. I think that uh, just in the, a little bit amount of time that I spent on the website that I was blown away, definitely something that will hopefully help our members stay engaged. And it's not a military thing, right? So this is going to be for our families as well. And so what better way than to come together to see what other people are doing, especially if you're able to share you know, tips, maybe you're sharing books that you've read or anything like that, podcasts that you've listened to, like this number one trending podcast is about to go down history, calling it now. But yeah, shout out again to the art team. They're uh, never cease to amaze me. They're outstanding and definitely be on the lookout for that. I'm sure they're going to share it on their Facebook page. And there's going to be a lot more information about that. I look forward to any other ideas that that happen to to come out. Uh, I've already been talking to a couple of folks on the group staff team about trying to figure out a way to identify like 
games, right? Like, so when I say games, not necessarily just the Super Smash Brothers or gaming console type right. of situation, World of Warcraft, or what's the other one that people are playing? Fortnite, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm talking like, we'll take it old school. Like maybe there's a virtual Uno, you know, I could smack, smack down some people on a virtual Uno, right? Yeah. Or Monopoly or, you know, Murder Mystery, you know, you can get on and utilize Zoom to solve some riddles. Maybe it's a family thing to where a family is now teaming up against, you know, another family from the group to solve a riddle and whoever obviously solves first, you know, wins, whatever. Right. So just unique ideas like that, just to keep people connected with people and also to, to grow networks, because now, you know, you may be exposed to others that you wouldn't normally talk to under previous circumstances. But now now your your network has grown because you're engaging in some of the activities that we're trying to set up for folks to not go stir crazy in their confined four walls. That's great insight, Chief. And I just appreciate you just providing that all that information. The art does a great job. There's so many things that they do. Quite simply, what's what's something you want people to know about the 692nd Airman Resilience Team? I think it's times like these that we really get to see the power and uh, potential that this resource has and what a benefit we have in, in our own backyard. You know, through the hard times and the, the good times, you know, these folks really hang out in the background. But what you're seeing now, I can speak from my own personal um, circumstance. You know, very early on, as I talked about in this interview, when I started to have cold symptoms, there was a lot of confusion because I, I I was getting information about how to, you know, if I started feeling some type of flu or cold symptoms, call the med group, so on and so forth. And that's what I did. I followed some of the information that I had and I didn't immediately get through. And, you know, there was telephone trees and wait times and all of this. And so as an example, I... Uh, picked up the phone and I called Major Olmstead, right? And so she was able to quickly, you know, triage me and walk me through kind of what the next steps were, you know, prescribe me some medicine because she has the ability to do prescriptions as well, depending on what it is. Really helped me mitigate my stress level because I didn't have to necessarily compete for a spot, you know, going through TRICARE online when I was able to just tap into a resource that I had in my backyard, mainly for military members, but, you know, I would venture to say that, you know, she's there to provide advice for anybody that calls, right? Also, when it comes to the, the other aspects of the art, you know, we have our religious affairs team yeah. doing a lot of work behind the scenes, whether it's counseling, because you got to realize that people are still, just because COVID-19 is, is happening doesn't mean we don't still have people struggling with issues that they were struggling with post or prior to COVID-19. So, you know, maybe they had significant relationship issues. Maybe they had, you know, job stressors. In, and then now things are being compounded, just like I talked about. Somebody is supposed to, you know, get on a plane to deploy or go TDY or do whatever, a whole host of different things. And now they can't do those things. They can't get on a plane and go see grandma. They can't. Now uh, they had planned for this deployment and set things in motion, whether it's selling off stuff and putting stuff in storage, you know, whatever the case is. And that's a whole stressor now. I got to believe that these folks are being utilized a little bit more, right? Same thing with the mental health side of the house. Colonel Bictus and Sergeant Santiago uh, keeping tabs on our folks, making themselves available and really trying to get left of bang, so to speak, and try to prevent things from becoming 
catastrophic when it comes to, you know, stressful situations, people not being able to cope or not having the proper coping mechanisms to just ensure that these folks are still there. They're still working. They, ha- they all have cell phones. They're all at an arm's length away. All you have to do is call, email, whatever the case, and they're going to get you squared away. I promise you that. Not only that, but they're also trying to think through creative ways to provide a lot of what they do. Maybe they can't physically come to you, whether that's, you know, giving you information on virtual church sessions or, you know, maybe it's the quick videos with mental health notes, mental health exercises, same thing with quick videos from the medical side of the house. Hey, here's some some things to share because, as you know, we have COVID going on, but it's, we're still in the midst of flu season. So we don't want people to get overly worried if they have flu symptoms because there are still people that do have just the common flu or just a common cold, right? And yeah. so, you know, I think that is very calming and helping to have somebody who is identified as a professional or medical professional to provide information, to, to give you a friendly face and to give you the ground truth on what's happening. Also to provide information on what you're seeing in the news about, you know, some of the scary stuff, because I'm not going to lie, for 14 days, I sat and stressed myself out watching, you know, the the news reports every day, right? So I think the art team is an invaluable resource that many in the Air Force do not have. And so I would say, please leverage, take advantage of the folks that we have, you know, at our fingertips to help you navigate the situation. And, you know, if, if you're not stressed, I guarantee your, your family would be less stressed if you have a family here. Same thing if you're a supervisor, if you are able to bring your stress level down and you're connecting with the people that you're in charge with connecting with, hopefully our stress level will come down because people are going to feed off of other people, right? Yeah, So if you have people running wild, crazy in the streets, oh my God, you know, people are going to see that and start to feed off of that. And then it's just going to incite more fear, more stress, and you get it. So shout out to the art. Yeah. Number one, Itchy Bond, Emma Resiliency Team. Shout out to Sergeant Whitehouse for recording or filming this. Yeah. Shout out to the art team, to everyone on the team, except for Sergeant Diamond. I like to throw shade at her. Shade? Yeah. Do like, you? Just like, she deserves it. She knows. She I'm joking. Love you, Annette. She tried to give me a false story. She almost had me run into... Um, that's another story. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to put we your business out for, there. We'll save that I'm for, not going to put your business out there. Save that for hot goss. Hot goss. Yes. Chief, so you talked about stress. You talked about resilience. A lot of people are being drained right now at all levels to include flight leaders, squadron leaders, group leaders. This whole situation, pandemic, it's taken a lot out of people emotionally, mentally, and physically. What's something specifically leaders can do when they've kind of spent all their energy on combating and navigating the the COVID waters or however you want to phrase it? But what's something people that leaders can do just to recover and rebound from this situation to kind of get that that spark back, right? That's a great question. And, you know, I... I, (laughs) Something that I used to say a lot was, you know, it's the little things are going to have the biggest impact, right? And I was thinking about this the other day, actually yesterday, you know, as we get information from our art team, again, about the little things that we could be doing to reduce it. And and this is not new information, right? It's stuff that they've always told us and people like them in their profession and other leaders when they talk about the importance of, you know, exercising, you know, eating right, you know, eating healthy, you know, having some sense of connectedness, right? Exercising your mind, right? So, you know, whether that's, you know, reading a book or listening to a podcast or whatever it is that would 
and my and, and you know just my two cents take your mind off of what's been happening right currently you know when you do have an opportunity to take your mind somewhere else yeah. do that right i think that's going to be important for a lot of leadership to recharge their batteries so you know as i was saying you know i started running a little bit more i was already running because i was getting ready for the Hapalua half marathon that was supposed to be on Sunday. But I, I found more solace in, you know, taking longer runs, right? And and how I felt afterwards. And then also reading a little bit more, trying to stay actively engaged on the mental side, right? Talking more and more to people, asking questions, you know, trying to learn a little bit more about, you know, the people that I'm working with, right? I think that is going to go a long way for me to help me stay recharged, keep my battery at an optimal level when we start to re- rebound from this thing, right? Because, you know, my, my hope is that here, at least in Hawaii, that, you know, we're, we're not going to be put in a situation like we're seeing on the mainland with some of the other high-impacted areas to the degree where it just really, the, the stress starts to fester to a point to where it's almost, you know, unmanageable, and so, obviously, again, anyone that's in a leadership position, supervisory position, you know, as I said, others are going to be feeding off of us. I know my family is going to be feeding off me. If, I, if, if, I, if my energy is not high, you know, that's going to start to bring them down. And so, you know, you know, whether it's through nutrition, whether it's through physical activity, whether it's through mental, spiritual, all of that stuff, it's going to matter more so now than ever. Again, that's why the importance of the Commander's Cup Challenge, we're doing stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so long answer to your question, but all those things, man, it's, it's going to be the simple things. It's going to help us rebound from this and stay resilient. Chief, before we close out and I'll come up with like a lighthearted question, but is there anything else on your mind before we transition? Yeah. So one thing I did want to, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, talk about this, which I think is very important. I know there's been a lot of mixed guidance that has been put out. I wouldn't say not necessarily mixed. So So you have information that's coming from the governor of Hawaii, the mayor of Honolulu. We have our installation commander, who is Captain Bernard, you know, Navy 06. And then you have Colonel Burks, who's the 15th wing commander, putting out guidance. We also, for all of us here in the 692nd ISRG, we also are receiving information from the 40th ISR wing and ACC. So it's like, you know, a lot of chaff and, you know, how do you, you know, delineate what, what, what do I do as a member of the 692nd, the, you know, one of our four squadrons that subordinate to the 40th ISR wing, which resides at Langley Air Force Base. And so I, I will tell you that these stay at home. So any guidance that you're hearing about, you know, limit your, your movement, you know, if you're teleworking, you should for the most part, confine yourself to your home quarters. And also, if you if you do have to go out, it should be only for essential items like going to the grocery store, going to get gas, you know, stuff stuff that makes sense that that would be essential for, for your family and your pet survival, right? So I've, I've heard recently, you know, a couple of the roundabout ways that, you know, people are kind of confused, like, you know, uh, you know, I, I Maybe it's maybe it's okay if I take a drive, you know, just get some fresh air or do so whatever. I'm going to do these things, you know. I know the governor saying this, these things, but you know, I, I don't know if I'll necessarily be held accountable for. So let me just put it out there because I was on a meeting with the 40th ISR wing commander this morning, along with Colonel Mack and all the other group leadership, and so he wanted to ensure that we put it out there that 
as far as we're concerned, coming from our ACC commander, which is very much in line with what all of the leadership has been saying. So to include Colonel Burke's 15th wing, Captain Bernard, the governor of Hawaii, they are serious about the stay-at-home order, right? And so, you know, I, I would caution our military members and their families from trying to circumvent what they think is accept the lines of acceptability when it comes to, hey, I think it'll be all right if we go up to the other side of the island, don't get out of the car or things of that nature. You know, uh, I, I would caution against that. Not to say anybody's coming to hunt you down. You know, obviously you guys, you know, do what you do, right? You know, accept the risk at whatever, to the amount that you want to accept risk. But the, the guidance is clear that, you know, we shouldn't be leaving uh, the confines of our home unless it's for essential purposes, with the exception of going out you know, on foot to, to, or on bike to get fresh air around the neighborhood, those kinds of things. And so very important that folks realize that because, you know, I, I would hate for somebody to on accident put themselves in a precarious situation to where they are now on some random part of the island because they thought it was okay and maybe they get into an accident, right? And then now, you know, they start to peel back the onion and they're like, well, what were you doing up at you know, Peacock, Peacock yeah. Flats camping anyway. You're not supposed to be at Pe- I understand, you know, you may have been the only family there, but uh, that directly goes against all of the guidance that's out there. Because I would tell you that no matter how you slice it, everybody is singing the same song when it comes to the expectation, whether you're wearing a uniform or not, about, you know, staying uh, with the restrictive movement, if you will. So I would just ask just... However you're getting your information, just stay stay informed, stay up on it. Supervisors really, you know, those are the type of things that you should be communicating to your folks, especially people that are just coming in, because we still have people that are PCSing in, whether they're coming from the schoolhouse, depending on their situation. You know, you could very much have somebody on your on our squadron's doorstep that just came from Goodfellow, right? So we just got to ensure that these folks are staying informed with the latest guidance. You know, there's SharePoint pages that are set up. We are utilizing teams to push out information, what's currently happening. If you feel lost, there is, that's why we have a first sergeant, right? If you if win it out, call your first shirt and they will set you straight. They will make sure that you understand, you know, the expectation for you to remain at home or to be able to leave or whatever the case is, right? So just, just really stay informed, right? Personal accountability, I think it's probably yeah. personal accountability is probably a good way to for you and your family. For you and your family is probably a good way to summarize all that. Anything else? If not, I have a funny question. One more thing. What, what do you got? So I just want to put a call out there to, you know, anybody that's got ideas about how we can be coming together and helping one another. You know, I walked into I'm we're currently in building ten seventy three. Yeah. Happened to peer over some of the cubicle farms and saw stacks and stacks of toilet paper, which I assume are for some of the airmen who may have thought they planned ahead. And as most of us know, you go to the commissary, Target, wherever, there's no toilet paper, but uh, maybe they need a, a roll, right? And so my guess is that that is available for people that can come and grab a roll or two to sustain them um, until stocks are replenished. These things just don't happen, you know, all by themselves. So if somebody has an idea like that on ways, creative ways that you could be helping your squadron or the group or other families that are a part of our group, uh, please share that, right? I know Facebook is a great forum. Get on the, the Art Facebook page because you, you may hold the key to somebody else's happiness, especially when they don't have toilet paper. Ooh. So, you know, I, I just really, you know, implore you guys to don't just sit idly by 
if you have you know a, a great idea on how other people can be taken care of in this challenging time. So I think that's great, Chief. I think there's no blueprint for this. There, this is not a path that someone has paved before us. So everyone that's in a leadership position, we're, we're navigating through these uncharted waters. I know for me personally, the 392nd and Colonel Murphy, Major Chen, and Sergeant Dittman, the first sergeant, we're open to ideas, we're open to suggestions. So people have them. We want to hear them. Uh, we're, people are doing the best they can. Toilet paper, the 2020 currency. Bro, I'm stuck. I'm toilet paper rich. I'm telling you. Can that be your, is that your new nickname is TP Rich? TP Rich. All day, every day. I got it. I'm, I'm TP slanging, Trish. I'm slanging TP. Yeah. Man, I'm moving weight. Moving weight. TP weight. That two-ply sun. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's a big deal. I got bricks. I got bricks of TP. I got them all day. Holla at you. I'm just joking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a little off track there. So. Listening to too much Rick Ross. Sorry. With podcasts, I always like to close out and ask people, you know, hey, if you had a billboard, what would you want on that billboard? I've asked you that twice now because this is your third time doing a podcast with me. So I don't know if you, you may or may not be familiar. It's kind of like I watched Jesus Samaro. It's one of my favorite shows. Comes on. Used to be on Vice. It's now on Showtime. It's a great show. Anyway, they do neon signs. What would your neon sign say? So I, says, I like this. I, I, I connect with that. Yeah. So, so uh, can I do my neon sign? Yeah. Can I do my do it. billboard? Let's hear it. I'm still going to ask another question. I have some other stuff. Actually, we shouldn't call it a bit. We, we got to play. We got to riff off of what we use. Can I do my own ad hoc message? What would my ad hoc say if I had to send out a yeah, hoc? what would ad hoc say? What would ad hoc say? Ad hoc. Use both sides of the last sheet of TP. Use both sides of the last sheet of TP. That's sage advice. <laughs> hey, let's think about it. This is real. It's getting real in the field. Depending on how much time he has, for Colonel Carter, maybe he could just recreate the, the movie Coach Carter, but it's with him now instead of Sam Jackson. I say that because I know you do Sam Jackson impressions. I do. I do a lot of, I do a lot of things that would surprise me. I want to ask about Chaplain Edison. Who do you think has a better narrator voice or a better podcasting voice? Chaplain Edison or Morgan Freeman? I got to go with good old chap. Good old yeah. chap. You know, yeah, he does. He, I mean, when I come into his office, he's, he's, I hear him, he doesn't see me, that I'm in there and he's like, sounds like Mickey Mouse around the corner. Hey guys, how's, how's it going? But when it's time to, to, to step on stage, you know, and bring the presence of the Lord. Yeah. His bass drops like five octaves. He's like, <clears throat> all right, let's bring it in order here. And, uh, you know, let's bow our heads in silence. I'm like, is it, is he two different people? He's like two different people. So it's like. It's Clarence, and then there's Papa Doc. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's like Clark Kent and Superman. Yeah. So he's Clark Kent. He's got the glasses. Yeah, he's got the glasses. He's Clark Kent in the office. But when it's th- when it's game time for the Lord, yeah, Chap is on. He's on his game. He's he comes down. He turns into Superman. The S comes out. Man, I got the one tear coming down. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm telling you. Shout out to Chaplin Edison. That's my guy. What character would he play on Tiger King? Ooh. On the 324 Tiger King reality show to be uh, to be filmed here shortly. That's a t- that's a tough one. I don't I didn't see anything godly about Tiger King. Yeah. Hey, last question, Chief. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just wrapping up. If there was a movie or a book, if there's a movie being filmed about the 692nd during this time, or if a book was being written about the 692nd during this time, I would say Legacy. Man, I like it. <clears throat> Legacy. It's a great book, by the way. If you haven't read it, 
can't remember the author, but it's about the All Blacks rugby team. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think that from what I've seen so far, how we have adapted to the situation and obviously we have an awesome responsibility to still continue on with our mission regardless of what's happening in the world in the current environment. Uh, we have airmen that are working right now in Hangar 5, airmen that are working up up island at the agency. You know, they're still doing a nation's work, keeping a watchful eye on, our, on, on what our adversaries are doing, which is very important, right? So, you know, as as others have said, that the, the worry is that, you know, our adversaries could be a little bit more brazen to, you know, poke and prod and to test uh, our ability, our resolve through us refocusing on what's happening from a health crisis, from a health crisis situation. We have women and men right now that are still standing watched and tall. Yeah. And they are essentially going to be the legacy, right? You know, obviously Pearl Harbor has a rich history for obvious reasons. They are continuing on with that, right? Because the intel never stops. The intel never sleeps. And, you know, whether we have, you know, ops normal or we're working in confined situations or under, you know, more restrictive type of guidelines here on, on the installation, we will always be considered as mission essential. And the things that, that our men, women and men are doing are creating a legacy, right? And so I think that's very appropriate kind of book in so many ways. And it's not just about the mission, but, you know, it's about all the creative things that we're doing to keep our folks connected. We still have people that are struggling. And I, and I would venture just like, again, shout out to the art, you know, for a lot of things that they're doing, you know, when we go back and, and relook about what we thought worked, you know, what we what we want to to continue to evolve, you know, because we're in a situation right now, but it doesn't mean that it can't, can't happen again. You know, hopefully we're creating a legacy where we can go back and look at the things that we did during this time and yeah. build off of it, right? And grow from it, learn from it, and still use some of the things that we put into place while we were going through this and then dust it off. And then like, man, this is, this is like ageless, right? We can... You know what I'm saying? Have the secret chest of of tools that we can utilize, and because we're creating this legacy. I appreciate that. I was actually uh, that's that's great insight. I was actually going to ask if there's any other like parting shots or parting thoughts that you want to share, but I think I think we're good on that. Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, you know, I, I know. I just just one thing for anybody that drinks Mountain Dew, just so you know, it's it's their supply has been depleted thanks to uh, Chief Murphy. Uh, he's probably got one in his hand right now. So shout out Chief Murphy. He's he's the Mountain Dew King. Call him MD. Oh, MD, MDK. Okay, I'm going to spread a rumor about him. This could be the first episode for your hot goss. Hot goss. That he's actually shorter than Senior Roman. He does. So his his calves are, are removable. So you remove his calves, his little wooden calves. Yeah. And he comes down about four or five inches. That's what I was going to say. Well, like I'm putting it out there. I know this for a fact. Chief Murphy is only like six two. Yeah, put, I'd give him six one. Six one. Yeah. He puts lifts in his shoes. He does just so he can be taller than Senior Roman. You heard it here first, yeah. folks. He's got he's got Frankenstein. Like, I said what I said. Frankenstein Chief boots. Murphy. He's got Frankenstein boots. Yeah. So it's all pad. It's, it's <laughs> not foot. It's all padding. All right. I just want to wrap up uh, to everyone listening, to everyone watching. Just please help and support this podcast, this this vodcast. You know, whatever whatever platform you're watching or listening. In order to do that, just like and share this post on Facebook, like and share the video, subscribe to the podcast. 
And this podcast and vodcast, it's not exclusive for Chief Trish and group commanders or squadron commanders. This is for everybody. I recorded an episode about about a month ago that I'll be releasing this week with A1C Motobolic from the 392nd. I want airmen on this show. If you have an idea, if you have something you want to share, something you're very passionate about, just let me know. You can text me. You can email me, Facebook. We can do an episode. We can... We don't have to do video, but we can if you want to. We can record a podcast. This is the platform I want to do to share and connect with people. But in order to do that, I need your support. All right, everyone. Thanks to Chief Trish. Chief, thank you so much for doing this. Mahalo. Yeah. Yeah, it's my pleasure. All right, everyone. That's it for this episode. Take care.